Welcome to the Purpose Podcast from Brands to Life. Hi, I'm Claire Rudel, Joint Managing Director of the Corporate and Business Communications team at Brands to Life. Welcome to the second episode in our new podcast series. In every episode, I'll be joined here in our offices at Brands to Life in Southwark by someone with a unique perspective on purpose. We'll find out more about what purpose means to them and the companies they work for and how it impacts their working lives. Today, we'll be exploring purpose and profitability, and in particular, we'll be looking at attitudes within the investment community towards sustainable investing. Can businesses really do well and do good? We'll look at the acceleration of ESG investing, that is, environmental, social and governance investing, as it shifts from the periphery to mainstream and is now used as a risk management tool by asset managers. And we'll explore the ways in which ESG information is used as an indicator of corporate purpose and business strategy, and as such contributes to today's investment decision making. We'll be speaking today to Alex Rowe, who leads the Responsible Investment Activities at Nomura Asset Management in the UK, to understand more about how this market is developing and what this means for the asset management community and for companies seeking investment. Hi Alex, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Could you tell us a bit more about your role and ESG investment? What does it mean and how does this drive responsible business? So I work at Nomura Asset Management and part of my role is the is leading the portfolio management of our Global Sustainable Equity Fund. And I also support the leading of the response investment activities of our UK office. So as part of that, I'm personally doing a lot of engagement with companies on responsible investment um, and in relation to ESG. And I'm also helping to develop how we as a company engage um, with other companies, um, how we, we think about responsible investment and kind of lead our thinking on that. Um, what is ESG? Can you explain it to us? So very basic um, description is just you know, environment, social, governance. So really you know, making an assessment of um, you know, what is the impact on the environment, you know, what is the what are the kind of social implications? What's the governance like for the, for the company? Um, really, just adding that to to the, the normal um, investment research. Although to be fair, they're becoming more and more more and more blurred as people realise. You know, look, if there's you know, environmental risks, um, if I want, this company owns a big you know coal power plant that could potentially um, become a stranded asset, i.e., you know, it's worth. 100 million at the moment on the balance sheet but effectively it could be worth like zero in a few years time if you know regulation etc um so it's kind of becoming more blurred but esg is, is really just kind of making an assessment of, of those factors and trying to you know really trying to integrate it into the the investment decision making as well and so how is esg being adopted and being embraced by companies investors Yes, yeah, so it's been um, you know a number of years um, that this has been developing, but companies are investing huge amounts of resources to improve the data that they're giving to to investors to make an assessment of of them on ESG criteria. Um, investors themselves are you know, dedicating huge resources to um, you know building out ESG teams capabilities to you know make assessments of companies not just on um, financial performance and potential um, returns, but also on you know, the impact those companies are having on on other stakeholders. So the industry genuinely has a role to play in driving long-term sustainable change in that case. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge impact, um, huge role to play. I mean, as um, as equity investors, you are the you are the owners of the of the company as, as a collective. Um, even though you might only personally own a very small amount of a business, you collectively are the owners, and you have a you know a certain responsibility for for its actions. Um, that's kind of the thinking that, that we have. Um, and then as part of that, you you have the companies 
ear. Um, even if you're a very small investor, you might not be able to have much impact yourself, but the investment community is, in my opinion, being you know, fantastic in adapting to ways in which they can um, have an impact on companies. So in particular, collaboration. Um, so investors are collaborating more between one another. Some of these huge, huge, large companies in 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 the US. I mean, you can only ever be a very tiny shareholder, um, but you know, through collaborating with other investors, um, you know, and saying, "Look, we don't agree with what you're doing here. The impact this is having on on the environment. We want you to do more." Uh, there's lots of examples emerging. It's not just collaboration with other investors, but collaboration with governments, NGOs. One really nice example is. Um, as a big public investor in in New Zealand, and obviously New Zealand was impacted by the um, the mosque shootings, which were live streamed on on Facebook, which is obviously a really negative you know thing to happen. Um, and then, so this um, this big public investor in New Zealand is leading this collaboration. We're part of it, but we're very much just you know part of it. There's a there's a very much a lead this New Zealand um, investor, um, and they are pushing to the social media companies to do more to invest more in monitoring live streaming activity to you know put better controls in in place, um, and they're kind of being supported in ways by the government. Obviously, the the prime minister in New Zealand is speaking. So this is kind of a way in which you know different kind of stakeholders are collaborating. You're seeing. The social media companies are you know, reacting to this, saying they're going to invest more, saying they're going to do, invest more in technology for for live streaming content. So it's just kind of a, an example I'm trying to give of you know how it's kind of the whole ecosystem is working together, and investors play a crucial role, but just you know one of all stakeholders. Okay, and how does this all relate to the UN Sustainable Development Goals? Uh, so the UN Sustainable Development Goals are quite a buzzword at the moment. Um, but you have to remember the UN SDGs were um, built for, they were made by, by governments for, you know, for governments and public policy. They weren't actually, you know, made for, for investors themselves. So UN SDGs is something that the investment community recently has really jumped on um, and they're very helpful, but um, they're just one, you know, one aspect of, um, you know, a huge um, area, which is um, you know, ESG and um, responsible investment. Super, thank you. How do you evaluate a business then based on these ESG factors? So what is it? What are you actually looking at? How do you make those assessments? So it's really difficult because ESG means, you know, very different things to different people. There's lots of terms, impact, sustainability. Um, and there's a huge amount of data out there, data providers giving scores, which, to be honest, can not correlate very well. A score of one provider can be very different to another provider, you know, really highlighting the kind of difference in, you know, opinions and subjectivity around ESG. Um, I mean, what we try to do is just make it as objective as possible, try and put frameworks in place. But that's also through, um, you know, engagement with our clients to make sure we're on the same same page as them. So, you know, what sustainability means for them, what ESG means for them. And then you know, that's kind of one of the dangers which I personally see within the, the industry, potentially. We've got this you know, really nice shift towards people caring more and wanting to allocate more capital to more ESG-friendly, sustainable strategies. But if you get into a um, situation in which people have um, you know, different perception as to what the fund's actually going to be doing on their behalf, then um, you know, that kind of could impact the credibility. With companies nowadays, you're actually even getting over-reporting. So you're having these enormous um, CSR, corporate um, social responsibility reports, um, which can often um, you know, get away from what is the true impact of the company. What's So for example, a service company, which has very low emissions, um, I mean, spending a huge amount of time and um, 
resources, working out what their emissions are, um, is not as important as kind of the actual impact their products might be having. So, um, you know, that's one thing I try and engage with companies and say, you know, we really, we really want you to be showing what is the impact of, of your company? What is the kind of the true impact on stakeholders, as opposed to just giving these huge reports of just endless data, which doesn't actually really mean that much. Um, but again, it's also subjective. It's um, it's developing over time. We're improving. Companies are improving. Um, you know, our clients are you know developing as well and having different requests. So it's uh, it's very kind of fast moving at the same time as well, which is quite exciting. And so, so on that point, so about reporting and about measurement, how clearly defined is it within the industry? So obviously, you're all measuring. Yes, we've got the sustainable development goals, but you're all measuring ESG according to broadly similar factors but presumably that varies company to company so 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 how does that work how do we ensure that it's a level playing field well that some things can be relatively standardized so what are the emissions of of a company and standardize that for, for the size of the company um but then if you talk about the un sdgs it, it's quite niche and company specific so you know for example um there's a HIV, a company which um, develops HIV drugs, and um, you know its impact on the SDGs is um, you know how many people are receiving HIV treatment. In particular, this this company it it donates its patents, so the drug can be manufactured by um, generic manufacturers for free in in low income countries, whereas it's a hugely expensive drug in the US, but you know very low cost in in Africa. And for for that, you can you can measure well how many people are receiving this drug. Um, essentially at very, very low cost because of what the company's done. That's the really, that's the core impact measurement of, for, for that company. Um, whilst for a renewables company, it might be, well, how many megawatt hours of renewable energy have they produced and how is that changing over time? Um, and then you might even have, um, yeah, so and there's another company which is a you know mobile payments um, company in, in Kenya um, and that's a kind of financial inclusion play. So you are... So basically the impact that company is having is there's very low access to, to banking services and for its mobile payment operations, suddenly people have access to you know, the really basic banking facilities that we take for granted. So not having to you know, walk from the cities to the rural villages with huge amounts of cash. I mean, these kind of things eliminated from society. And so then what, what's most important there is the amount of customers that are having access to banking facilities, the amount of money that's flowing through their system. So it can be very specific for, in, in some cases, um, when you're really... Like, getting down to the core of what is the impact of this company's existence. Um, but then again, some things are you know, quite standardised, the emissions, um, the impact they're having on you know, water withdrawal, etc. So it's, it, really, it really ranges um, on that side. There's one company which is you know, the largest investor in offshore wind technology. So the capital that that company has has been put towards you know, making huge advancements in renewables. Some people would say, look, actually, that is a sustainable company. That's having a positive impact. Whereas others would say, look, I don't want to be anywhere near the oil and gas industry. I just don't. So there's that completely different definitions, and both of them are quite, quite valid. We've talked a bit about you know the the collaboration that's happening more around ESG investment within the asset management industry. What else can you tell us about um, how the focus on ESG and this drive towards purpose is actually impacting the the industry itself? What else is happening? What changes are happening in in the asset management industry? Uh, well, there's definitely a huge amount of money and resources being committed. Um, teams being built out, um, a huge number of sustainable strategies and offerings being being made available. Uh, I've been attending sustainable ESG conferences for a long time and it's just like a 
exponential curve of how well attended they are. I mean, they're kind of some of the most well attended conferences that I go to now. Uh, and everyone's just, it's just a different kind of feeling in the industry. It was kind of, a few years ago, it was one of those things which was just on the side. And it was a bit annoying. Oh God, I've got to do, like integrate some ESG into my analysis as well. And it's more you know, work. And, and now it's like, people are seeing like the opportunity to you know, invest in, you help them invest in companies with you know, better growth. They're seeing the opportunity to you know be better for their clients and um, you know grow their business. And also, I think it's quite you know empowering. Um, people obviously feel quite um, you're always in an extremely privileged position as as an investor. You get to speak to the company. You get to they actually it depends on the size of the company, but in particular, um, they'll listen to you and they will you know, even ask your feedback on what they should be doing. So. In an industry in which is very focused on um, you know, just returns, I mean, it's it's you know really nice, um, you know, really empowering that you know you can have an impact on companies and um, you know so, you know if you see weaknesses in what they're doing, um, you know actually you know have an impact. And we, we've seen lots of examples where you know we've put a lot of effort into speaking to the company um, and we've had changes in, in what they're doing. Um, it's really quite empowering and something which um, people really um, buy into as well. Yeah, so it's a really exciting time to be in your industry for some of them. It is very exciting, yeah. What do you think in terms of kind of future? So obviously we're at a time of lots of ongoing political and economic kind of unrest and change. Do you think that that's going to have an impact on ESG investment and its and the trajectory, the growth trajectory, as you talked about earlier? It's interesting because I mean, if you take the example of of the US and Trump kind of walking back on um, you know climate change and um, policies in place, and then you've seen kind of states reacting and pushing back and you know really ramping up what they're doing to kind of try and offset um the federal level um kind of step back in in terms of regulation um i mean it's just the evidence is just getting more and you know, greater and greater that we're having an impact on on the environment and it's growing and it's very very exciting so alex what do you think then is it really possible for companies to do well and do good yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you take, for example, companies whose whose purpose it is to have positive impact, um, so for example, drug companies that are trying to solve issues or a utility company which is making huge investment in, in renewables, we find some really fantastic quality companies out there that are you know, growing very quickly, um, making really high return investments. Um, so a couple of examples, NextEra Energy, which is the the world's leader in um, investments in onshore wind. Um, if you'd held that company for, for the last 10 years, you'd have made a five times return on your investment versus kind of a general investment of, um, return of markets of about one and a half times. Um, the Nova Nordisk, which is the world leader in, in diabetes treatment, um, you would have quadrupled your money. So um, these companies are exposed to kind of mega trends as well. So as long as they're well managed, um, and you choose the right companies, you can definitely um, do well by investing in these companies. Um, on the other hand, you have um, companies such as tech companies that not, their purpose isn't to you know, solve an issue, but um, itself, their, their purpose is to take technology and, and returns. But um, you've seen some amazing examples of um, you know, big US tech companies, um, you know, the most profitable, largest companies in the world. You know, some of the things they're doing, um, so the US tech companies in particular, leading this mini corporate revolution in terms of um, you know, sourcing all their energy renewably, 
which, you know, as the biggest companies in the world, um, in leading by example and doing that, making huge investments themselves and you know, building their own wind farms, their own solar farms. Um, and also, um, you know, one really big tech company has been even more forward thinking than that. They have a huge supply chain, a lot of suppliers, and they're putting enormous pressure on their supply chain to say, we want you to be 100% renewable. To apply pressure. Yeah. So a lot of our client base is um, technology companies. So what do you think is the opportunity for them to be doing well by doing good? Yeah, well... As I, as I mentioned, you, there are some you know, really positive things the tech community is doing, but in some ways the tech community um, and the tech, large tech companies, which are, are controlled companies, um, you know, can be a little bit in terms of, well, this is our view, and so we're going to go about um, you know, enhancing what stakeholder impact based on, based on our view. Um, so doing the really good things on the renewable side. I would say how they could improve is being, you know, engaging more with investors, employees, um, you know, ultimately, you know, clients and society, um, and not just saying, look, these are the things we should be focusing on, but also, um, you know, being aware of what different stakeholder groups think would be um, the improvements, and really working towards a you know, holistic, um, holistic view of this. Yeah, more open dialogue is the the solution, in my opinion. Great. And, and what you said earlier about that, those levels of scrutiny are not going to change, regardless of what happens with politics, economy, regardless of what happens with um, the company's futures. The levels of scrutiny aren't going to change. And therefore, transparency and communications, as you said, internally and also with external stakeholders. Is, is yeah. I mean, d- data is just one example. I mean, I'm not at all an expert on tech companies, data privacy, but... Um, Obviously, on one hand, you have tech companies doing these enormously like fantastic things on the renewable side, and then on the data privacy side, maybe they're being a bit slow, and obviously they're you know, thinking about the returns they can generate for having this data, and maybe that's at the, at the negative of, of society. Um, so I think it's all about having more of a holistic uh, approach and open dialogue. Um, you're trying to understand um, each other as well. Um, you know, so investors might not completely understand or society might sometimes you know, get confused by the data concerns. Um, so it's just really all about being more, more of a, having more of a dialogue and being you know, on the same page. Um, it's kind of how I think the whole ecosystem can, can improve. Yeah, I think we definitely agree. So within ESG, is it more about actually you working together with colleagues from outside, outside of your business, but almost seeing yourselves competing with the traditional industry? Um, I wouldn't go as far as competing i would say more working with the traditional industry and that not always been a you know smooth process so kind of a few years ago um you know like traditional portfolio managers been doing this for 20 years and oh, do i really want to like add this i don't i don't really believe in it i don't i don't think it's gonna impact my returns it's just another thing that i have to do and i've got this other regulatory stuff as well um and then it's all just been kind of like you know working together um you know collaborating as an, as an industry and you really see a change over time um you know understanding it, a this can potentially have a positive impact on the returns and risk but also um you know everyone kind of really then starts to buy into it. i can actually have an impact on you know what's happening you know in in the world not just on um, you know the the returns I'm making, but you know I can see a weakness in a company, and we can engage, we can then collaborate, and you know we can actually see see changes. Just just one example like I can give as well is a, a US um, you know well-known clothing company, uh, and it was an NGO that um, you know flagged that some of their sourcing of wood-based materials was was quite unsustainable, and so the investment community collaborated. Um, the NGO itself was collaborating with the investment community and giving them more data. And um, you know, ultimately, the, the company changed its, you know, its sourcing of wood-based um, raw materials, um, its, its policies around that. So 
Yeah, you can. This is a really big um, clothing manufacturer, um, retailer in, in the US. So it's just an example of um, you can actually really you know, have change. And whilst we're all kind of, you know, as a society, we're all, you know, watching things. Oh my God, all these things are happening. The world's getting warmer um, with deforestation. And then it's incredibly empowering and exciting to be able to actually you know, do things within that and have, have an impact, which otherwise really quite hard to, to do. Yeah, so you can actually see the change you're making. It's very exciting. So you're having to manage those. I suppose differences and definitions and the kind of the term of the frameworks that people have in their heads, but you're also presumably having to overcome cynicism. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you overcome that? Uh, yep. Yeah, so you know, very much having having a, a dialogue with you know with investors and explaining you know, this is our thinking, this is you know our perception of of the UN SDGs, um, and so this is how we will be thinking about it. This is our investment process. This is how it kind of you know feeds in at each each different stage and so, uh, this is actually you know fantastic opportunity to you know speak and you know, on um the Morrison management uk's behalf and say how, how we think about things and then you know people you know through these kind of mediums can you know understand you know our approach and say is that aligned with me it might not be um but um you know one example i, w- I was going to give earlier was about um different interpretations um, for me, purpose is about making a difference and, and having an impact, not always on like a massive scale, but just in general, you know, making the most of the opportunities that you have, the positions that you find yourself in throughout life, not just you know, doing the minimum and, you know, getting by, but, you know, we all get opportunities and you know, really purpose for me is like taking hold of them and, you know, seeing what you can do with it and where, where it can go. And what, why is this important for businesses today? You know, as we've been talking about for the, for the whole, um, for the whole podcast, there's a, the huge impact that companies have on on all stakeholders, maybe um, that the thousands of employees, the environment, society, um, you know, as a world and society, we're becoming you know more and more aware of that, more and more engaged with that, um, and then the companies themselves they're reliant on on all of its stakeholders. So, um, you know, it's really important that companies are um, you know thinking about that and um, you know aligned with that kind of you know thinking of all of its stakeholder groups and um, ultimately purpose. So what's the one piece of advice you'd give a business seeking to develop, articulate or communicate their corporate purpose? I mean, the one piece of advice, again, again, sound like a broken record, um, but um, yeah, just open dialogue and, and collaboration and trying to you know, all be better at kind of understanding differences of opinion um, and um, you know, not just closing that conversation off when um, you have a difference of opinion on kind of impact or where the company's focus should be. Um, but um, yeah, just working together. And keeping asset managers in the loop, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, we are, you know, we are, you know, really working hard to, um, you know, react to, you know, what, you know, what clients and what society want, and um, it's very important to us as well. But, um, but yeah, I see it across the investment management industry, um, you know, huge pressure on investors to react and, and do more, and it is genuinely, you know, having having an impact. And you might think it's quite small allocating your pension or your investments to these um, these types of strategies, but I mean, it does have a you know huge uh, impact that you might not be aware of. So it's something we should all be thinking about. Definitely, yes. Thank you. Really appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Next time, we'll be looking at how a company's purpose informs the partnerships that they choose. If you'd like to find out more about purpose and what we do here at Brands to Life, visit our website, brandstolife.com. 